0: Havili was magic. The shift on for Crotty. Boom! Far down you go, Quackett Smith. Me, oh my!
1: I have enjoyed that. Yes, boy. Sit back, relax, put your belt on,
0: and enjoy the show.
1: Welcome to the Draft Rugby Show. I'm your host, Cargi. Brought to you live in person. The three of us today. I'm joined by my co-hosts Harry and Nelson Dale mm. for a bright early morning podcast. Mm. You boys are on the espressos. Before sunrise.
0: Before Early. sunrise. Yeah. Nelson's
1: never felt better. Um, and yeah, welcome to the show and thank you for joining us. Uh, tonight, the biggest and most important part of the year. It is the draft podcast. So if you uh, if you haven't been listening to our episodes so far, the last couple of episodes in 2021, we've been doing um, some previews on Super Rugby AU and Super Rugby Altaroa. Uh, Lots of great content there. We discuss some new players, which players are going to step up and whatnot. But look, that's all. uh, Don't forget, don't forget the other podcast, mate. The new hot shit podcast. The new hot shit podcast. Yeah, bad. Lots of Harry's sound editing that has been going to plan. Um, It's been good, but (laughs) uh, yeah, very good. Um, But tonight's pod is the one that you want to tune in for if you're serious about fantasy rugby. So two of us here, and Nelson. And um, I've won as many as you, mate. That's true. Actually, no. To be fair, uh, Nelson is—he's look—he's—he's he's taking time off his professional rugby career to concentrate on a professional draft career this year. I've retired. Um, who are we calling him this year, Harry? Uh, Fraser McRae.
0: No, yeah, I'll take that. But you to call me Uelisi, but I'll take Fraser. Right? Jordan oh, the, prince. the
1: prince that was promised. Nelson's the new prince. You call me Fraser. He's been saying for years. It was I like said, it was. gonna call it me? It was before it was the marriage. Then it was. Look, I'm playing rugby. I mean, now he's got no excuses, really. I mean, you're two years. What two I'm three? Still, years? I'm still married. Yeah, but you're, a couple, you're you're a couple of years into that, mate. It's all it's all over now. You know and what I mean? Like, you,
0: yeah, exactly. So, uh, look, I've specifically said no to coaching for this. So, if anyone else in the podcast is listening, anyone from the club. I'm sorry. The prince that was promised. Very good. He must uh, be a champion this year, surely. We'll we'll revisit that, I'm sure, throughout uh, 2021.
1: But um, no, without further ado, let's get into it. Our menu for tonight, uh, for Entree, we are going to have a quick look at our top three fantasy picks for the season that we uh, picked in 2020. Uh, I assume that's in the combined Super Rugby AU and Uttaroa, not the... um,
0: No, pre-COVID. This this will be the pre-COVID. Oh, this is the pre-COVID. Yeah, we didn't do we didn't do another another one before that. It was too frantic, too much chatting. That's that's why there's South Africans in there or Argentinians in there. Yeah, you're just you're just reading the ninety percent Kiwis and thinking it could be. (laughs) Well, I mean, (laughs) any fantasy assumptions are made. That's fair. Um, So we'll yeah
1: we'll visit those and then we will make our picks for this year's 2021 combined Super Rugby AU and NZ's top fantasy players. Unique players, Nelson, who picked last, last time, gets to go first, I'm Harry in care. second, and they're going to leave me lots of great players in third. Um, so looking forward to that. The main course, yeah, we're going to go through each position. And uh, look, the stuff you wanted to know, uh, we're going to go through
0: who are your top picks, uh, your, your vault. Harry, what's your Vulp? The uh, value of the last picks so are looking at the difference between the first pick player and the last pick starter in an eight-man league to see what the difference is if you uh, prioritise positions in in different ways based <coughs> off of that. Very good. Uh, yeah, looking at your value-based drafting. So how many
1: players are there in each position uh, that make their value higher or lesser if there's you know, fewer players that are exceptionally good, then their value goes up quite a lot.
0: Yeah. I mean, you, you don't want to get stuck to just picking outside backs, thinking they're high scorers. You know, the, every year you're going to find there might be Richie Moranga a mile above the next 10. Mm-hmm. That might make him the most valuable. You might find the same with hookers. You might find the same with locks. And although they're not scoring as many points each week, they are more valuable to your team because the points that they're scoring in comparison to people in the same
1: position. Very good. Um, yeah, so we'll work our way through the positions, cover off what you need to know, what we think, uh, we, well, what we're planning for in the draft. We're giving away all our secrets as we do every year. It's kind of, it's hurtful, but um, look, we do it ex- for you, our
0: valuable listeners. And the expectation is Nelson won't listen again. Absolutely, yes. It's, I was good before we started the pod. Made finals almost every time.
1: True, fair enough. med Uh Did I just say true? I know I was trying to move on, but uh, is that true, Harry? It was, it's, yeah. Um, Okay, it actually was. Yeah. <laughs> it was, definitely was. <laughs> all right. And for dessert, uh, we're going to do some listeners' questions. Anything else in dessert? A, uh, no, no, listeners' questions. We've done a lot of prep for those. Excellent. Yeah, we've um, decided like the legends we are to uh, do all of our stats, spreadsheets, breakdowns, players, and everything after work on Friday night uh, and prepare for this podcast. So, um, yeah, it's uh, nice and early in the morning. And uh, let's get into it. Everyone. Hence the
0: coffee. Yeah, yeah, no, no, we're fresh. We're ready. We just realized that despite it being almost 1am, it mm. is uh, about 45 degrees in here. So Nelson's in charge of pointing the house down. Come um, on. I don't even know where it is. Get going. Dish up. Figure it out, mate. But uh, look, let's uh, let's kick off while
1: Nelson's figuring that out with 2020's top fantasy picks. Harry, I've done a lot of talking, mate. Why don't you take us through what were we picking in 2021?
0: Yeah. So, I mean, true to, true to form, I, I was lucky. 2020, I got first pick, and I logically. So went... Harry got first pick, and he went for Damian McKenzie. Classic Harry move, always going for Damian McKenzie. Then he went for another low hanging fruit. Look, I, I don't usually like defending Harry, but Damian McKenzie did see him through about four years of fantasy into the oh, finals. Oh, one hundred percent. He he legitimately was like He's... the top point scorer for fantasy for maybe three years. Right, he tugs at
1: the heartstrings. I think. He? Yeah.
0: He's still front and centre on our website, isn't After DMAC, who would you go for, Harry? Uh, after DMAC, I think the obvious choice was Sebrae Reese because he was the game winner in 2019. And then I went Anton Leonard-Brown, the world's best centre. I think I'll say that about 60,000 times on this podcast, uh, despite maybe not having the best year last year. Um, and I just thought he was a rock-solid centre that could just keep rising. And I expected big things from Warren Gatlin's Chiefs last year, which Were obviously you- didn't help. You said when I he, was completely wrong about you that. You said he was the world's best centre. What about Proctor? Which uh, one? Yeah. Hmm. The older one. Was that
1: Coach Boyd's tip was he was the world's best centre?
0: Yeah. The three I went for was Richie Moe, uh, he's a pretty good player. You might have heard of him. Not a bad pick. Actually, <laughs> 100% correct, wasn't it? <laughs> yeah, I think so. No. It didn't end up being on, on our combined it does. Yeah, he was pretty good. We'll just go with that. Mm. Are we going off averages? Yeah, yes. so fourth, not bad though. Yeah, fourth. Uh, my second pick was Falao Faenga, who faded away a lot. He was very, very good in the you know pre-COVID, and then he faded away after that. And I think he was pretty average for the rest of it. Mm-hmm. So he wasn't that close. And then uh, the third was Julian Montoya, who. I think it's, I you, think you look like I, I you're think I a get, loss there, mate. Yeah. I, I surely I get like, You ran yeah. out of names, but you didn't know anyone else. <laughs> no, I just thought you'd <laughs> <he'd> do okay. <laughs> I didn't realize you wouldn't play all year. Very COVID nice. was hard to predict. Kagi, mate, what'd you go with? I went with the minibus, Nani
1: Lamape, uh, who was, uh, well, he was injured. So didn't uh, he was up there, though,
0: on averages, man. He was, he was right up there. Like he 10. was, but uh, eighth, ninth. Yeah, but still, uh, how much of the season did he miss? Uh, the, the majority of the... We doesn't matter, doesn't matter yeah. when you talk averages. Yeah. No, he only missed a little bit in the back end. That's true. But, Nelson,
1: if you um, if you get a really good player and he plays one game, has a high average and doesn't play the rest of the season, he, technically his average is still really high, but he's not getting any more points. Just so you know, that's how that works for this year. But um, if you want to take notes, you can get it. No, sorry, about it. Um, I After Laomape, I picked... Uh, which, well... I guess I wrote down whichever Crusader plays more
0: George Bridge, what Braden, a cop Anna, out. or Will Jordan. What a um, cop out. Yeah, look. So we'll give you, you nothing own? for that. <laughs> no, no, let's check. George Bridge, Braden, or Will Jordan. All right. And who played the most? Probably Jordan Will played Jordan. played 10 games. Think... George Bridge yeah, no, played we, 11. We've
1: got minutes there, actually.
0: You, okay, yeah, yeah, true. 6.80 for Will Jordan. George Bridge, 8.40, so okay. definitely been him. Mm. And all got his injury, so I don't think he's up the top there and he's way down the list. But either way, mate, you're definitely wrong because Will Jordan is the least minutes out of the first two and had the top overall score. <laughs> had no idea. Look, no idea. Can you blame me
1: for just picking the Crusades outside backs? Not really. So No, no not at all. <laughs> and then in last, I brought my boy Akira Iwani who um, – I guess had a slow start to the year with pre-COVIDs uh, Super Rugby. Hoskins the two-two having absolute blinder of a well, not just that season, full year, but um, usurping him in the number eight position. But uh, worked his way back in, starting at six for most of the year, and had a, ended up having a pretty good one. So um, he was
0: it. actually seventeenth in uh, the post-COVID. Not bad. That eh? Helps you? That's pretty good that's on averages. Yep, yeah, yeah. that's, that's quite. That'll, good. Uh, that'll Seeing do. Seeing as much. he's had some weak years leading up to it as well. Indeed, he has. Well, uh, <clears throat> very good. So that was – how do you think we did? We did all right? Well, no one said Will Jordan. I'm not sure how that really happened. I know I know you thought if he played game time, but none of us have really realised – Yeah. None <clears throat> of us realised that, number one, Will Jordan was going to be the top scorer no matter how many minutes he played. Hmm. And we all thought that it could be a year that Caleb Clark could come through, but we didn't realise he was going to have the second highest average overall. Yeah. So that – that, I guess, exceeded our expectations. And then Cody Taylor somehow did not get named in the top nine. Mm. Yeah, it's pretty amazing. You picked Julian Montoya instead. Man, I picked two non-Kiwis and neither of you <laughs> picked Kiwis. This has also been a theme with your <clears throat>
1: fantasy sides over the last few years. Have you noticed that you've ended up with a lot more of the um, South African conference players? No,
0: I don't normally get any many outs I feel like you do, uh, compared to Harry and the I du- anyway. The Duprees, maybe. <laughs> Just Dan. No, no, <laughs> you, you, you You
1: always picked the Dupree that wasn't having a good year, though. You got the yeah, wrong that's brother the right year. That, was, that was a good
0: yeah. thing. All right, so we're going to move on to our top three that's picks good. for the whole competition for 2021 over the three competitions. I'm going to start off. I don't think this is too complicated. I think I, if I don't get one of these, something is severely wrong. I'm going to go first, David Havili. Second, second, Will Jordan. And third, Richie Monger. I've got to say, God, I hope I'm top three pick. <laughs> I'm pretty sure the top three managers will get those three players. Yeah, and they will make the finals. There's only one final spot left already. It kind of feels that way. Yeah, yeah that's uh... okay. Mm-hmm. Needless to say, though, I'm incredibly confident on my top three. <clears throat> okay, very good. Yeah, so I've gone Reese, and I know it didn't seem Ooh, like well, you had the biggest year last year, but you just wait till I get to the stats. You will, you'll yeah, jump on board this Sebureese train. Cody Taylor. Yeah, big. How did we miss him last year? Second was, overall last. you shouldn't average if, as yeah, Richie Mullen.
1: if uh, yes, second. If Julian Montoya was playing for the force this year, would you have picked
0: him over Cody Taylor, though? That's the question. No, certainly not. Um, no. Look, in total perspective, he has the same as Monga and Caleb Clark. And he's yeah, a hooker. He's a weapon. And uh, and finally, I've got Nani Lamape, I think. Uh, I think it's a bit of a blowout. That's a bit of a mistake for you. That's all right. Oh, mate. You man, just I've, wait till he gets I've, going. I stand by the fact that if there's no 9 and 10, this year he's playing 9. I I'm absolutely back Harry on this. <laughs> when when the Hurricanes team
1: has gone to junk, uh, there's one man they will give the ball to and who will get all of their fantasy points, and it's the, Nani
0: Lamar. The thing is, yeah. he, he has no one to pass him the ball anymore because he'll pick it up, mate. He'll Doesn't just go it. into half. Artie Sevilla
1: will do everything for them. Mm. You watch, Nani will stand at every position in the backs this year. Oh, he will be pass. First he'll pick it up from the halfback. <laughs> yeah. sure. if, if, you, if you've never seen someone pass themselves in the backs, you will this year. All so right, right sure. Craig, let's see what you've got, mate. Excellent. Now, look, I kept the suspense going. Uh tried to stalling, still buying my time, thinking of who my three were. No, very I simply, guess. I'm going to go with, do oh, you want to guess? Clark? I am picking Caleb Clark, the Austin big dog. Tate?
0: No, and no. Akira Yohani? No. You're not doing Mark Telea. No. Okay, go on there. There you go. We'll get we'll So Caleb
1: Clark came in at second last year. I expect him to go from strength to strength, continue on getting even better this year, if that's possible. Don't know, but it be is. huge. Uh, I'm going to pick, out of left field, a player who has often been up in those high rankings for the Chiefs, but now is playing ah. in the Highlanders, Solomon oh, Alamalo. Oh nice. Playing, I'm hoping, in full, a
0: fullback and under the roof. You are retarded. And I say that in the nicest way possible. Is he injured? No. no. Then he's fine. <laughs> yeah, he is. But he and this really this is on two points. Yeah. This is not average. No, it's averages, mate. We've got averages. Because <laughs> this year it's a, a set comp. That's true. And in third position,
1: <laughs> I'm going to pick, pick random? someone from the Australian Conference. Tate.
0: You said so no, no uh,
1: finger.
0: Oh, no. I don't know who you're
1: going gonna... <laughs> to. The he's, actual prince that he, has been promised. He's not going to start in a few it weeks, can't but don't right. Nelson's the prince that was promised. Okay, the king that was promised then. All right. You know, what I mean, he's going to be great. Uh,
0: phenomenal athletes. All wait. right. You just wait. So everyone can scrap that last one off on the list, but we might jump into the main course. What do we think, boys? Are, we, are you trying to shuffle us along now? You're not tired or anything. I just right? I can't listen to no, you. No before we get into the
1: main course, uh, we would we, we, be reticent if we didn't mention. Uh, this is obviously up on YouTube we've finally got all together in person for this so please uh, get after us on YouTube give us a follow and everything uh, otherwise yeah on Twitter Harry's been updating the casualty ward a couple times furiously. a week,
0: furiously yeah uh, also uh, in the next day or so we're going to post up how our structure works in terms of what weeks we're playing for our competition okay. No, that's been posted but we will have an image up an image. Yeah, no, I think I think it's fair
1: to say we'll be posting a lot in this week and the next week as we mm. come into super,
0: uh, as the
1: season kicks so, off and we get more yeah. and more excited. So, yeah.
0: so everyone doesn't get confused. We're not picking in this next week. That first week where only Aussies are playing, I think that does true. not count. Mm. So you can do an extra little bit of homework on the Aussies, mm. and then we're starting in week two of the Aussie Super Rugby conference. Yep, and uh, round one of Super Rugby Royal. That's a
1: good shout, and I think also worth mentioning on top of that is so in terms of. Picking the draft order. We talk about that a lot. But next Friday, two games of uh, Super Rugby AU. We're all getting together. And Harry's come up with this awesome scheme mm. that we've all been randomly allocated. Six players and uh, whoever comes out with the top fantasy score. Super six. Gets uh, the top
0: pick in the draft. The Bring on the super six. Tanya Tupo is going to score 200 if I'm going to make top four. Mm. Mm. <laughs> we'll see. So anyway, let's get into it. Cool, the, dr- the main course, <laughs> the draft. Let's do it. Uh, starting with props. Can I just say, before we move on, I, I did have a note here, the AB's wrestling protocol has been updated for anyone that hasn't seen it. Basically, there is none. Mm. So they were told in this preseason trial, just go on the first trial, that they could only play 40 minutes. That's it. Apparently, they're just trusting the teams this year to actually manage these loads. So massive change from the last couple of seasons that you don't really have to worry about them resting players. So all the all blacks that lost value because of the leaning to the early season and for the two weeks of rest and, and worrying about consecutive games and how those things to be managed Mm. no more. So New Zealand were 12 or so of the top 13 picks now they're thirteen of the top thirteen. <laughs> <laughs> I think that's fair to say. Yeah, okay? um, Tate was up there. No, money. that's yeah, a, he's just dropped out. That's <laughs>
1: excellent news, particularly in this uh, smaller format where you don't get a full bench. That's um that's great news for fantasy managers. So. Yeah, yeah, because that could be scary otherwise. Mm, absolutely. All right, now to the most important position on the field: props. Uh, how good? We love our props. Let's go with the top picks. Uh, top picks in twenty twenty one. Uh, Taniotupo can't go past him. He's just incredible uh, I'll talk about him very quickly in sync with Alan Alatoa two players uh, I think they ended up with the uh, third and fourth highest averages but they played immense amount of minutes uh, and I don't see that changing this year I think Tupo played 17 games 1,237 minutes Alan Alatoa 15 games 1,042 minutes they both have extremely prominent roles within their team Alan of course is the captain um, and I can't see that changing. It's not like uh, there's you know young, very young forwards behind them. You'd think maybe with Tupo, perhaps Zane Nongor might get a few more minutes on the yeah, field if, not, not if, that if he's even on the back. But not that many, but yeah. I just see them
0: having a, 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 if not the same year even better. My my original original worry was that Leslie Leor Maken was going to come back from his Achilles rupture and take some minutes off Allen, not a huge amount, but some. But he's gone, hmm. so they literally just have no one. He's just going to play seventy-five to eighty minutes every week. Absolutely. And so, look, those two guys, Chupo had had, uh, 557
1: total points, 30.7 average. Uh, Allen had 496 total points, 31.4 average. uh, Huge. So, um, apart from them, the other valuable picks, uh, Harry Johnson Holmes. So, he actually was, he ended up second overall uh, with 32.9 average, 0.58 points per minute. And similarly to these guys, he doesn't really have any competition for tight head. He's the clear tight head starter at the Waratahs. And um, he's going to be playing big minutes uh, and he just works hard. So he's certainly up there. Uh, the last, last of the, of what I consider valuable picks, Michael Alatoa, um, should be starting tight head for the Crusaders all year. And if you're starting for the Crusaders all year, it doesn't really matter which position you're in. And who was last year's first? Average? And last year's first pick, I was going to get to him. Uh, sorry. First average was um, Alex Hodgman. Yeah. The uh, Pirates of the Caribbean. Um he is he actually will feature in the biggest uh loss in value for uh props as far as I'm concerned, and that's because Big Carl, uh Tung. all black big carl with a big mo, nice nails, um he butcher it was uh was injured a lot of last year, but he's back uh, and he'll be hungry to get back into that A B squad. So I see him taking a lot of minutes or a lot of minutes sharing there. Which is a common theme, also because offer Tuangafasi, who was uh, one of the one of the better props from last year, similarly has had, and his All Black tight head buddy Nepo La Lala sign with the Blues. Crazy, um, so unfair. So they now have all these All Black props. <laughs> the they longest. have four All Black props, and uh, okay. anyway, same thing. I can't see anything but them just minute sharing those two <laughs> all throughout the season. So that also decreases offers value significantly. Uh, Look, I mean, we can talk about props forever, but let's just get to the the two exciting props. Angus Bell, probably the biggest value increase this year, surely, yeah. um, and certainly, I'm putting him up there as one of these top props to pick one of the one of the top six props, um, I would say. And when
0: you say biggest value increase, let's not forget he was already the eighth highest average. <laughs> yeah, exactly. He's the had the, he did, did he have the highest points per minute out of any of the top ten at 0.62? six uh, two? It'd be close, surely. That's huge. That's above the top fly half, centre, so, everything.
1: So he played, he played um, like 12 yeah, games, uh, but he only played like half the minutes in those games because he was coming off the bench behind Wallaby Tom Robinson for the majority of that time. Yeah. But he did. so had, he had the second highest points per minute behind uh, someone who I've got as a smoky Alex Fidao who had uh, 0.82 points per minute. Mm. Um, if he can see some more game time, he can be amazing. But no, Angus Bell... Similarly, Tom Robinson has moved on. His competition ahead of him has moved on to the force. So Belly uh, or insider trading Bell, Daddy's Boy Bell, what they call him, um, he has no competition. Mr. Incredible himself will be starting huge minutes all year this year.
0: And, boy, we're excited to see what he can do as Waratahs fans. He looks like a man that is fit as well, you know? Like, he looks Mm -hmm. like he can play bulk minutes from the get-go. Mr incredible. Yeah, for sure.
1: Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Um, And, obviously, he also, you know, came off playing – he played for the Wallabies for the end of last year. So he
0: came in 19-year-old, Waratah, Wallabies. He's, he's done it all. So he's huge. Twelve months ago, before his first game, Morgan Turunui said, I wouldn't be surprised if he was the Waratah's captain in 12 months. He's not, but I think that says it all. <laughs> yeah, it's good enough for me. But we wouldn't have been surprised if it did
1: happen. Um, and last player, of course, we can't not talk about him, but uh, the big Pony. Pony. Pony? Pony? Do you want to say his last name as well, Link? Right? You nailed that. Under pressure, crushed it. Very yeah. good. Uh, yep, yeah. Big Pony, uh, who we uh, talked about, I don't know how many times. Mate, ride your pony. That's, um, we, I'm riding that pony. I'm hoping he gets in my team, I'll tell you that much. But um, he, uh, look, we've talked about him, I don't know how many times. He has played number eight, but now is locked down, tied head. Uh, I would be a little bit more excited, a tiny bit more excited, if the Rebels hadn't signed Puma's international. Uh, I forget his first Sochino. name, but Sochino. Lucas? I don't know if it's Lucas, but uh, yeah, a Puma tight head prop. Probably, I'd say, second or third in the rankings of the of the Pumas. So, it uh, certainly has quite a few caps, uh, very experienced props. So, yeah. that might take some minutes, but for sure, Bonet is still uh, absolutely the favourite. Um, I mean, he was also in the Wallabies camp. Um, and yeah, we're, we're going to see him play a lot more minutes this
0: well, year. Yeah, but that, that's a big thing, right? Like, I think he was averaging about 40 minutes last year. So hmm. if they can get him up to 50, 55 minutes, obviously his score is going to continue to go up. And he's that kind of prop that can have a massive impact and score a lot of points. Yeah. But we aren't really expecting him to play 60-plus minutes, which is yeah. going to make him the top, top shelf, like an H.J.H., Alan Alatoa and Taniola Tupo. Yeah. He would definitely be in that next run and I think feature pretty prominently in fantasy points. For sure. And,
1: and those his points for Miro are up at 0.57. So that's... It's almost saying it's Bell levels. That's <laughs> it's, it's almost <laughs> there. It. Wow! Um, and look, okay, so the the vault, uh, which is the yeah uh, difference between the top average of the top prop and of the
0: eighth yeah yep prop. Uh, is no, no yes, yeah, it, it is that so? What, how we're doing vault is mm-hmm. if there are eight managers, there's going to be sixteen props picked. Mm-hmm. So it's the difference between the first prop and the sixteenth right. prop. Yes, <laughs> that's, that's totally what I did.
1: Uh, well, uh, it's gonna be a bit more than ten points. I'm, now, cause I'm about
0: to fix it for you
1: right now. That's from zero to eight. Well, while you have a look at that, I will. The Smokies. That's the last thing to talk about. Uh, we're going to talk about the exposition. Uh, it, it's Pony at nineteen point four. Is uh, is the? Oh that's, well, yeah. Okay, so that's a few more points. All right. The Volp is then. Uh, it's about. 14 points so that's the difference between the top prop and the 16th prop that uh, is going to be available for fantasy managers based off averages 15.6 to be exact very good um and yes that that will become more of a theme throughout some other positions where you'll see some substantially bigger volps um to take into account with your value-based drafting but Smokies. Uh, Harry Hooper, uh, we've we all like him, we've talked about him a lot. yeah. Um, I
0: don't I don't think we I don't think everyone supports us on this one. No. A lot of people don't seem to think that he has the loose head jersey for the Reds down pat, but I, mm. I disagree. I think we saw Harry Hooper two seasons ago in the same light that we see. Not exactly the same light, but in terms of looking at like an Angus Bell and a Tony Fahamal Sealy, in terms, of, in terms of, of his scoring rates in fantasy footy. Fantasy, yeah. As his minutes have gone up, okay. his, his points movement have gone down, but mm-hmm. he is definitely one of those mobile fit props that I, I think more like an Alan Alatoa mold that he can just have a big work rate in and just accumulate points. Yeah, yeah no, he's... We, uh, don't okay. think, we don't think he's a bell. Yeah, be let's bell. just be clear. He's yeah. not Mr. Incredible, but um, no,
1: I certainly think he could go really well this year. Alex Fidao, I already mentioned him. Um, look, I, I don't know why he's just not starting. There's been a few props retire for, for the um, Hurricanes, but there's still Tyrell Lomax, uh, all-black Tyrell Lomax in front of him in the tight head jersey. So I can't really see him starting, but um, with Ben May and a few other guys moving on, uh, hopefully we see some more and more of him because he is electric. He uh, His partner in crime is Asafa Amua, they're both players of similar moulds. His running game is unbelievable. Yeah. And as I said, 0.82 points per minute when he gets on. So Not if, bad. if you get a chance to snap him up, he's awesome. And otherwise, rounding out the Smokies, uh, Cameron Orr, a player that Harry... Th- these players, Harry is very fond of. So Cameron Orr, I reckon these are the players... The props. Oh, no, I can th- These are the props you'll see in Harry's <laughs> fantasy team. Cameron Orr and then Angus Wagner, perhaps, uh, or Tom Robertson. We'll see.
0: So those two guys are battling it out for the loose head jersey at the Western Force. Nah, let's be honest. Tom Robinson has that jersey. Angus Wallabies. Bell might get some... Yeah, exactly. Angus Angus uh, Wagner. Wagner might get yeah. some minutes. Stop
1: comparing everyone to Angus Bell, mate. It's yeah. Angus, he's in a league
0: of design. Place. Tom Robinson was, was fighting against Angus Bell last year. But mm. Wa- Wagner will not start over Robinson. He's a very good prospect. I really like him. Mm. But he, they're years apart in terms of development. True. I agree. Yes. And if you haven't as well, check out the trial games. We know uh, Wags actually
1: had a very good... Uh, trial game against the Brums, made a, made a big pilfer in that as well. So, yeah, um, yeah,
0: looked good over the ball, fit, athletic. But I, again, I thought his <clears> issue was that he just wasn't strong enough in the set piece. Yeah. And that's why I think Tom Robinson will start over him all year. Very good. All right, excellent. That's going to do the props. Uh, I'm going and... to jump across to another position. Let's do it. Well, lock yeah, I mean, you can just do the yeah, uh, do you want to... Come on, mate. Wait, wait, you don't yeah. like hookers? No, it's just Craig's did the work. Oh, look, I'll happily jump into the Thanks. hookers here. Um, I thought we were just going go to go. We, we, we need to tell you what? No, okay, no, you you go on then. No, no. Let's, let's let Nelson do his thing. All right. Nelson wants to talk back rows because it's his favourite position. Yeah. He can't wait any longer. Okay. Um, All right. Yeah. Look, I'll go into back rows. The top picks for me. I mean, there's, there's a lot of people to pick for back rows. Um, but for me, I've, I've got my number one is Adi Savia. If you, uh, want,
1: if you want to um, get to the next position, just skip ahead about 45 minutes,
0: I reckon. Um. <laughs> uh, Artis, mate, you took forever on the props. Go <laughs> on, on, go on. on. Sevilla, Come on. Us. Average of 52 points in 2019. He had a bit of an injury-disrupted year <laughs> last year. <laughs> um, so I thought I, uh, he's <laughs> going to crawl his way back to the top for Is me, it? even with the 0.49 yeah. points per minute in twenty twenty. With his injuries, I think he's gonna he's gonna move back up. Hoskins to Tutu, I think is gonna have another really solid year. He had a forty six point nine average in twenty twenty. Absolutely awesome, zero point six two points per minute. So, I just see him going from strength to strength. Hmm. Harry Wilson, a guy, a nice three. Like, it could just be Harry Wilson, yeah. said, you know? We all froth on the low. Yeah. So look, he's he had a thirty eight point five average um, in Super Rugby last That's year, zero point five two. Do points. we think
1: he can get better? I uh,
0: Yes. I mean, I, I do. I do yeah. think he can get his, he can make some better choices. He can work a little bit harder. You know, we were talking about a few different things previously. He, he doesn't look, you know, to have a bit of a step or a bit of shift of, of you know, footwork in mm-hmm. contact. That was and definitely he, the comment from um, Dave Rennie. Yeah. So if, if he can start to add that stuff into it, you know, he, he'll be more lethal with ball in hand, and I think that's something that we, we all want to see. I think we can certainly hope he's getting better. I mean, this is his first season you, you in Super rugby. Are, He's definitely getting better. You guys are missing the point. Let's just look at the stats. and it, The stats reflect exactly what happened to his season. He was Outrageously, by far and away, the best loose forward to start the competition. Mm-hmm. His average ended at 38, but his five round average was 28. It dropped 10 points. He fatigued through the season in his first ever super rugby season. I honestly think that he's at least a 45 average player. His, was, his was last it, game was 43. Was yeah, it, wasn't game he fatigued,
1: him. or was it other players in the Reds that grew, grew in, um, in their contribution? No, and also,
0: think. it's also that understand. effect of people learn how you play. And those little strengths that people didn't know can get diminished a little bit. That's the second season, you know. Either way, I know. think, look, Harry
1: loves numbers. He's called it as Harry Wilson at a 45-point player. I think we can all agree on that. He's, yeah, look, he'll be up there, yeah. definitely.
0: Yeah. Um, and I've got one final one, Akira Uwani. I hey. think he's, uh, you know, he really came and found himself, you know, that spot for for not only the Blues, which he was struggling for, but into the, the All Blacks. And I think he was awesome in 2020. So with only a 32-point average uh, game last year but he had 0.51 points per minute so similar to what we had harry wilson at but he again grew into the season and i think found a lot of maturity that we were all hoping to see in the last couple of years i know it worries me a little bit that he might have just lost a little bit of his selfishness uh which
1: is great for fantasy <laughs> managers uh just give me the ball and screw everyone else but yeah. um that's all
0: part of growing the game and look the better he gets it just means it will translate to more fantasy points. He, he steals. His pilfers are so far and above everyone else. And with no Lamb, right? I feel like he's going to have to take the leadership on. You, me, you, you've skipped ahead. Oh, sorry, man. I'm just excited about. <laughs> yeah. <Fraser. laughs> no, you, you skipped ahead. Look, um, the, the ignore me. The, the biggest value increase for me. He was the Lachlan Boschier of 2019. Oh, Luke Jacobson. This guy is an absolute weapon. So he only had a seventeen point four average last year. And how did he go for you in fantasy as well? Was he um... he he was in my side for a long time, and <laughs> it wasn't wasn't too good. But in twenty nineteen, he, he had an average of he had an average of forty three points. So that puts him in second for this year, if you had his average from the year before. So for me,
1: it's having that low
0: last year of seventeen point four, you know he's he's due for a twenty five point ride you know, rise or something along like that this 25 year. Twenty five points. Well you're nah, sixty mate, the, point d- four. So from seventeen point four oh, average this year, sorry. the last season. Yeah. From that, mm. he is if he goes back to what he was, that is over twenty five points. Yeah, but I don't see it happening because I think he's got too much competition now. He does, oh, but the I mean, biggest you, you
1: guys is? have already said you wouldn't even be picking mm. Sam Kane. You can have
0: both the Boshi brothers oh, in the back row Yeah, with, yeah. but uh, sadly I'm not the coach. But look, I, I, I agree with you. I'm so excited to see him play. And I think he's worth a lot more than 17.4 average. But geez, to be a 43 average player again, he needs to hold a starting spot all year. Yeah, look, I, I think we're going to be surprised in how that back row shapes up. I, I, I almost would put my money on it. And I, I've got a name here for someone that's going to drop that you're going to see him starting majority of weeks. Well, you won't be surprised then. Okay. Um, So the other guys I've got as value increases, Artie Sevilla. He only had 31.3 last year with 52 the year before. I've already touched on him. Captain Artie Sevilla. Uh, Captain Artie Sevilla. And then we'll go Captain Fraser McWright. He should be the captain with um, (laughs) Liam Wright missing. There's talk of it that he will probably be their captain. Mood lighting, eh? (laughs) That was nice, (laughs) He He should probably be their captain in 2020 until Liam Wright returns. Filling a similar role, a mature you, guy with experience did you, in um, leadership roles. Did Brad Thorn return your letters that you wrote before? <laughs> yeah, he did. <laughs> um, so he had a 28.6 average last season, but he also had a 50 a 0. 0.50 points per minute. What is late, boys. Zero on you that if you, pay, you get 40 points. Yeah. If he pays you yes. know 80 minutes, which we're we're expecting. Mm. Um, Jack Dempsey is another one for me 0.52 points per minute So again a guy that could be scoring over 40 points He had 30.8 average last season yeah. And he really He improved through that season as it went on I was going to say I, Do you I, have his 3 and 5 round average his, there? Because he his, was outrageous His 3 round average was 51.3 yep. His 5 round was 47.6 That's, Those are some so, numbers that I like So he for me he He's he, captain as well Is he not? No Jake Gordon. Oh, captain. Gordon was. I, we, I wanted him to be captain. Sorry. <laughs> Back rowers. Back rowers. It's very late. But no, look, he's, he's got a big year
1: ahead of him as well. Absolutely. I think we're we're all pumped. I don't know if we just got ta- our Tars fans' glasses on, but um, we're, I think we're expecting huge things from this year. So, uh,
0: Look, and, and and I I think it is important that Michael Hooper is not going to be playing for them because it means that he's going to have to take more of a burden on in terms of the running game and the defensive game. Yeah. We've seen him play at number seven for the Wallabies. Mm. He has the ability to pill for the ball. He has the ability to have that huge work rate on top of his excellent excellent running game so my only worry is that he's going to have to take on more of a leadership role in defense which would quieten him down in attack but I, i agree he has the potential to be a top five or six loose forward without a doubt yeah and
1: Lockie Swinton to um, get a red card and be out for the season, which will introduce Will Harris, who will
0: now... Um, <laughs> I, to come <laughs> I, th- I thought you were going to say Dempsey's tackles will go through the roof when there's only 14 men playing. Probably, true, probably. True. Well, that, 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 that happened to Hooper. Yeah. So. <laughs> yeah. um, and then if we move right along, I don't want to <laughs> eat crags anymore, the biggest value drops. Um, I have Liam Wright. Can you guys figure that one out? Yeah, uh, maybe the injury. Yeah. yeah, 10 weeks or so. Yeah. So it, it, that's 10 weeks, weeks from season. last week. So he's, he's probably missing... Close to all uh, Super Rugby AU, as far as I know, might be back for Trans Tasman. Yeah, yeah, I think I've got the uh, the details in the uh, casualty in the casualty ward If you've never heard of that, yeah, guys, (laughs) jump on the casualty award. It's pretty good. Um, I've also got Shannon Frizzell. Shannon Frizzell, This is a hard one to put there for me because it's not a hard one, but everyone else thinks it's a hard one. At thirty-seven point, (laughs) yeah, that's probably fair. But at thirty-seven point five points average, he now has competition. He's got Squire returning. Not only has he got two there, he's got um, who's the other number eight six? Oh, this is totally your water. Key, uh, Nicholson. Yeah, so he's got lots of competition there. Nicholson. But I mean, Squire Nicholson? is such an Sorry. experienced Sorry. player for mm. you know in their squad that they've wanted to bring back. So even if it just means he gets reduced minutes or he doesn't start every week, that's negatively going to affect those points. Yeah, absolutely. The the final one for me is. Why I thought Luke Jacobson would be up there is Peter Gus, Peter Gus Suwakola. For me, I I see him as likely the bench spot for them in in a good chunk of the games. They have people in, you know, six six through to eight that can, you know, fill every single one of those roles. So for me, I think Peter Gus will be on the bench for them. Luke Jacobson will be amazing. Bosier will be amazing. And Kane will hold their water bottles when they... (laughs) So if Peter Gus is on the bench... What Jacobson six, he's got, he's, he's got, he's got Jacobson eight, I reckon. But okay. the, the only issue is, I think there's a lot of like for like, there's not a good yeah, I, I agree. Time. And it, it comes down to how they want to play, and if they want to play looser, maybe you know, he that's that's something they want to have in their, their background. And I guess if you put the like arguably the two best open side in the world. <laughs> <laughs> And all okay. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, nice. yeah, right. <laughs> that's that's a really—it's <laughs> it's pretty good. It's pretty good. I don't, <laughs> I don't
1: endorse this message.
0: Um, <laughs> look, I, I found this very hard to say the number of valuable options because Sorry. we have just rattled off a lot of really good back rowers and I, I think you could have you know eight to nine that are you know mid thirties up. So for, for me, I think that's going to be pretty interesting to see how that goes. Mm. Um, for the uh, vault for our points difference, we had Hoskins to do last year at first with 46.9. And at 24th, we had Brynard's Thunder with 25.5. So your vault for the back rowers is 21.4. So that's pretty significant, mm. keeping in mind, obviously, 24 rolls. So it's uh, 24 positions. You know, you're almost losing a point per position. Yeah, massive. All right. um, also for our Smokies, these ones, they happen to all be in the Aussie conference because all the Kiwis are already good. So you... <laughs> you already heard of them. You already know them. So but... I've got Carlo Tisano for me. I, I'm not sure Harry's 100% on board with who he thinks is the, the Waratah starter. Uh, yeah, we, I mean, we don't know. It's a great Smokey because if he gets a start, he's the work rate player. Yeah, he's, he's very hard over the ball. He's got a really good and, work rate. And you kind of feel like either designer or Gamble, whoever gets the start is probably going to hold the start. Yeah. Yeah. You'd think so. Um, You think they get back or they'd at least get a good chunk of the minutes. Um, Jerome Brown, obviously last year he was away for, for, for that season over with, you know, his family over in New Zealand, but he's, he's a Kiwi under twenties player. Does he, I reckon he, does he get better because of that epic mullet
1: that he's, I was going to say, if his game is is, is half as good as his
0: haircut. Jesus. Yeah.
1: It's how good you get
0: out (laughs) of the way, mate. Yeah. It's not bad. And then uh, my last one is Rob Valentini who only had 24 points average last year. Mm. Um, And just just a quiet trial game as well. Yeah, on his trial game, he just was absolutely devastating. And not only that, there's been interviews with him recently where he's just been told he needs to lift his work rate by Dave Rennie and that he could be there and he could be a regular starter and there's a six jersey there for him. He's just got to work harder for it. So he's come out firing in that first trial and it felt different to him normally. We know he's a physical player. But he got up and did it again and again and again, which is not something we normally see for him. Yes, it's a trial, but he's a smoky, you know. He, he's he's, a, he's a, a smoky. He's a smoky. I agree. Fantastic. I'm gonna, I'm gonna keep the uh, shuffling around of the cards in terms of positions. Why not? I might go to centers. I'm really excited for outside backs, but I don't want to give away all my favorite positions early. Oh, okay. Props it was back yep, rows nice. and, and we're outside <laughs> backs. So centers. Um, Look, the, I guess the big out here is Braden Um yeah. I think we had him picked as our top centre of last year. Mm-hmm. He ended up getting injured pretty early and he was the second-ranked uh, centre on averages. Mm-hmm. But nevertheless, uh, my top picks for this year are more of the same, to be honest. I, I can't see it changing. There's just too much dominance. So Nani Lamape had a 43.2 average, point. Five, six points per minute. He obviously missed a bit of the season with his wrist fracture as well, um, but I'm expecting big things from him. We joked before about the fact that he'll play 9, 10, and 12. I think he might just play the whole back line. Eight as well. Oh, definitely. No, you, mate, come on. No, oh, come on, mate. That's the one position he won't play in the whole team. <laughs> Yeah, yeah, you've got Anton Anton Leonard-Brown, uh, I think, will come second. I, I called him as one of my top three of the entire competition last year, and he was a little bit underwhelming. But I think that was on the back of a really, really poor season for the Chiefs. So he was a 34.9 average, so eight points lower than Nani, um, 0.46 points per minute. So it, it was a fair bit lower. I think his value will go up for two reasons. Number one, I just can't see the Chiefs being that bad again. And also, I think the more his combination with Nankavell or Quinn power builds, I think he's, his points should start to go up again. And I think what we didn't see from him last year was his ability just to turn the game on its head and make these breaks out of nowhere. And I think that's probably because of the changes at 10 and 12 or 10 and 13, depending on where he was playing. So I, I think he'll have a big year. <clears throat> finally, Jack Goodhue. Um, he, again, a little bit lower than what we're used to, 34.3 average, 0.46 points per minute again, so very similar to ALB. I think that uh, losing Braden Ennor is going to be really big for him, to be honest, because I think he played more of a facilitator <clears throat> role in that Crusaders back line, and I think he's going to have to take a little bit more of the control. Um, I really hope he's partnering David Avili because if that's the case, then we put... Jack Goodhue back to outside center, and uh, mm-hmm. and then he will be he's, amazing he where he's he scores his ultrarize. best points. Yeah. But uh, either way, I think he's in for a bigger year because of that. Do you, you don't have any fears with the you know, having a new halfback fill that role, a bit slower ball getting to him, not necessarily an established 10 no well, really. I think
1: the thing with Lamarpe is it doesn't matter how the ball gets to him as long as it gets to him. Like, you yeah, could roll it along. You can roll it
0: along the floor to the
1: guy. It's going to it. knock I over. completely
0: agree. And, and let's be honest, he's probably going to have Jackson Garden Basham, maybe Simon Hickey. But Garden Basham's the most likely fly half, and he's played with him already. So yep, yeah, I'm, I'm not that worried.
1: And also, he just turns up where like he clearly doesn't play where his position is meant to play. He just yeah. turns up wherever he. He's wants first to on the field. Give yeah. yeah, so. him the ball. Absolutely.
0: Um, look, biggest value increases. Mm-hmm. I I've got. You know what? I flipped on this bloke so many times. Peter Umunga-Jensen, I originally had as one of the biggest drops and I've completely changed my tune. I think he's going to go up and I'll tell you why. His average was 33. So people are going to rate him on a 33 average. The issue is he had a 48 average on his last three games. He didn't play many minutes early on in the season and he built as it went along because Vince Asso lost his position. Mm. And, I, and I think that Peter Amonga-Jensen now with his debut for the All Blacks has now cemented himself mm as the starting outside centre for the Hurricanes. And because of that, I think his efforts is going to be far more like what he finished than what he started the season. Yeah. I don't yeah. think it'll be 48, to be honest with you, but I think it'll probably be somewhere in the middle of the quarter, of 40 average, which is big. Yeah. Still really, in- really big. And it's not too far behind Nani Lamape. That would be second. If you look at his points per minute as well, he is second for points per minute in centres. Mm. So only to Nani Lamape. So he's above Enor, Goodhue, Anton Leonard-Brown. So... I mean, he, he should definitely be up there in this conversation this year, I'd say. Yeah. Yeah. The other the other riser I've got is Lenny Katow. So there's not a lot of like positions it. where you can have a lot of confidence that someone's going to get a lot more points. Well, so First of all, he has a points per, av- uh, per minute of uh, 0.37 mm. and an average of basically bugger all. 10.3. Yeah, basically bugger all. Mm. So it's not a long way to go to say that he's going to make a big rise, to be honest. And mm. And I think hopefully by now everyone's on board from the Australian podcast that uh, the preview that we did mm. that he's probably going to be the start starting outside center. He was in the Wallaby squad. Didn't miss a tackle all year last year. Tavita kurundrani has gone off to the Western force. I see him as a different player, of course, to Kurundrani. Mm. but the reason that I have so much confidence is because number one, he looked very good in the trial. dangerous And secondly, because they've always, the Brumbies have always used him, the outside centre channel as a runner. Iray Simone has a little bit of that ability for sure, but it again has a little bit more of a facilitator role, yeah. which means that Lennar Ketau should get lots of opportunity to break the line, score some points. And uh, Kurandrani has always been like a fourth to twelfth centre from memory yeah. over the last half a dozen years. So I, I really think that Ketau could fall in that grouping <clears> as well. And you've got the, the two men inside him really developing in recent years, as well as you've got um, Nick White coming in. So he's got a lot of guys inside him The three sort of playmakers, if you can call Simone one as well, mm. looking to get him the ball. To put him in a good position. Absolutely. Yeah. So, I mean, that, you, you've got to be pretty happy with that. And I definitely mentioned
1: it <clears> in the Aussie preview, but uh, apart from this trial game last weekend uh, in the Wallabies B side against uh, Argentina in the international season in the last year, he absolutely lit it up. I think he scored three mm. tries against the Pumas side. like He was killing it. So. He, he runs like
0: he's a lot bigger than he is because he bumps some people off he does. in that trial. It was pretty awesome to see. Yeah, so we're excited about him for sure. Yeah. The biggest value drops. I mean, the no-brainer is Braden and all. He's going to miss <laughs> all of Super Rugby Aotearoa. Hopefully back, I think, for the Trans-Tasman competition, back that's, from his injury. That's, well, that's 5 games against Aussies, that means he could still be, you know, one of the top sinners. Yeah, but if we're talking kind points, obviously no near it. Yeah. Um, so pick him up before then for sure. <laughs> yeah. um, but the other one I have here is <clears throat> probably one that hurts me the most. <laughs> <laughs> one of the uh, draft rugby favourites of Vince Hussle. No. So I've got him at a 23.9 average, 0.39 points per minute, Mm. and he's electric when he plays. But I just can't see with the emergence of Peter Amonger jensen how he gets consistent game time. He will be listed as a center for us.
1: I I hope
0: that because he is a center, but he can obviously play wing as well. Mm. I really hope he gets some some consistent game time because I just like him so much. But... I mean, there's some other outside backs he's... from the Hurricanes I really like too. So I, I
1: can't see it happening. It's always been his Achilles heel, mate. He's Mr. Fix-It. He is the old, he's a very good 23 player to have at Super Rugby level. So tough on him. But um...
0: When we go to the, the number of total value picks... I've got four centers that you really want on your team. And after that, if you don't have one of those four, then you're a long way down in that position. And and it's obvious, right? Nani Lamape, ALB, Jack Goodhue, and the man I thought was going to be the big riser, Peter Romonga Jensen. So I, I obviously, aren't I'm not as confident in Peter Romonga Jensen, but still, I think if you can bag one of those four in your draft, then you're looking very solid in the centers. Beyond that, it, it, it is a fair drop. You don't have the same kind of consistency when we're talking about I race Simone or uh, Solomon Akata, Quinta Paya, Hunter Paisami. You just can't have quite the same kind of um, confidence, I guess. But the other one I would mention is probably Jordi Pattaya as a riser as well. So uh, he doesn't feature anywhere on stats because he's just constantly injured. But his points per minute's huge, and I expect him to to score a lot of points this year. Well, I reckon from that top four, you could you could be looking at a five to ten point drop from those guys. Hmm. Just one other
1: guy I thought worth mentioning in the full disclosure of this podcast, as much as we like to try and keep some secrets to ourselves and coast through. Um, oh, yeah. Rico Iwani, I think, was he listed as an outside back for in this- us in 2020, yeah, yeah. Uh, 2020? Uh, well, he, I think he will be a centre in 2021 because he, yeah, no, that's right. where he'll be playing. So, um Someone who might have just slipped through the cracks then. And, you know, maybe I should have left it so I could snake him off in the draft. But uh... to,
0: to be honest, I think we're all onto it. The only reason he was yeah. missed is because uh, we were shuffling around our positions, correcting all of that before. So, yeah. And it's the same with Geordie Pataia, which is why they've snuck in late. But exactly. you're, you're right, I, I take it back. There's probably five right. or six, including Geordie Pataya and Rico, yeah. that are, I would be very, very happy with bagging. So you just don't want to be one of the couple of managers without those players. Absolutely, you've got to get in on those for sure. Yeah. yeah. Cool, all right. Um is, is, is you going to continue on smokies oh sorry i'm yes. almost there oh, i'm sorry. on the track uh volp sorry volp so value of the last pick so obviously two centers each that means that there's 16 centers to be picked number one is obviously Nani Lamape. 16th was bill makes last year their difference was 24.1 points so it does make a massive difference if you don't have a good center mm. and as we said you really want a top six because it's a big drop off from there and we, can, and we can see the, the VULP has been gradually increasing over these
1: positions. For props, it was about 15 yeah. for back rowers. We're up at 21, 21. now we're up to 25. But see,
0: so. Yeah, the interesting thing as well with back rowers, we're talking 24 to get through that. Mm. When we're talking centres, you're 16 talking 16 yeah. When so they go points. faster, basically they go
1: a lot. They faster. go quicker, and the drop-off yeah. is steeper. Mm. Yeah. And that chain reaction in the draft, when you know one or two of those centers are gone, suddenly everyone's like, "I'm getting in." Everyone goes, "You want six,
0: two go." You're Like, jeez, I've got to scramble now. And then, yeah. obviously, obviously, like you said, everyone starts scrambling. If, the every centers. time you pass, you could lose two to three, and by the time it gets back yeah. to you, that's the yeah. way you got to think of it. So, if you haven't got one, and one has already gone, you might miss that top four. Yeah, you know, you're not reacting. That's draft Smokies. Here's he what you do if you do miss them. Yep. Oh, yeah. yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. I like it. Uh, so, <laughs> some I agree with. Some So, first of all, for the Highlanders, I think Michael Collins is a very good Smoky. I don't like it. Because he's been moved he's to centre, and we see him as an outside centre option. He's for a centre. It isn't locked in at all. Obviously, there's Thomas Umanga Jensen. Love him. Who has yet to prove himself at he's super level. He's got a brother. I think he's sick. There's yeah. Fertilli uh, Paya who, again, had from a few minutes from the Crusaders, Crusaders. But that doesn't make you an automatic starter at the Highlanders, I'm sorry to say. Yeah, I agree. I think yeah. Michael Collins is a really good shout for an outside centre if the team name comes up before you draft bonus points. But I think if you're looking for a late pick at centre, his average was 29.6, but his three-round average was 45 points with a 0.46 average uh, – points per minute, sorry. Like, it's, it's massive. He's mm. right up there. So if he's starting at centre, I think he could be incredibly valuable. The other guys I've got uh, Alex Nankavell. I think uh, he's in a real we, battle with Quintic. We, we say that every year. We've we, we've been waiting I know. for Nankavell to light it up. Yeah. I know, but, but this this reason this year he's dropped to the Smokies. Yeah, exactly right. He's no longer a riser. Ah, it, he yeah. had a seventeen point two average, 0.31 points per minute last year. The reason I've got him here though is because by the end of last year he was consistently starting over Quintipire. So yes, he's not going to get eighty minutes, mm. but he is the first choice center if DePire can come through this year. He definitely was at the end of last year. He was year, at the end of last year. And that's why I have a little bit more confidence to name him as a smoky rather than not list him at all. Yeah. And finally, I think probably the, the biggest of all of these. Oh, yeah. Well, just,
1: actually, just on Nankavell, I think it's
0: it plays a lot into how the Chiefs
1: are going to use Anton Leonard-Brown. So when mm-hmm. Nankavell, you have him in at 12 and ALB at 13, which is what I think is the better better for them. Yeah. But otherwise, if they need ALB to get more hands-on, play more of a role, they put him in at 12 and Quintipire at 13. So yeah. it depends how they want to go. Finally, sorry.
0: without further ado, mm. Isaiah Parisi. You. How good? Now, I, I think a lot. Yeah, <laughs> I will you two are probably the most excited uh, about Parisi. No, mate. If, everyone. If you're not excited about Parisi, you have not paid attention when he was playing for the Reds. Yeah, look, I, I I'm think. A, I'm a little excited, but no near this guy could bump us. a tank off but, when he's standing still. I, I think the hype for him when he was coming through wasn't quite as high as Geordie Pataya, but it was very high. Are you saying it should be? As no, as no, no, no. I'm saying let's not get Geordie Pataya level excited, okay. but he's very, very, very good, and the hype mm-hmm. was very high. It, he's obviously disappeared for a few years over to Rugby League, and hopefully he hasn't lost too much, and I think this is why he is a smoky. but if you go back to his averages from 2018, he had a 33-point average. That's right up there in the scheme of averages for centers. really. That would put him... In around the same level, actually, exactly the same as Peter Rongwanger Jensen. Isn't that above IRA Simone? Old scoring stats as well, where it was lower. Uh, A couple of years, yeah. They have boosted up a bit, but it'll be by a few points. Caught 35, 36, but it it puts him in the top 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 five, six, seven, you know? So, He has the potential in the Waratahs back line to really lock down a spot. My only worry is early season. He hasn't had enough time with the team mm. to really start really well with his big minutes. So I'm, I'm hoping that, you know, I pick him up in let's say like the uh, 16th or 17th pick yeah, look, I, I, the, another thing about him is the Waratahs have already come out saying they want to play an open, expansive game and they want players to chance their arms and, and you know express themselves in the field. So I think that will be a really good thing for him. We just have a little bit of a question mark if he's going to be outside centre or a wing as well. We're listing him as a centre. We see him as a centre hmm. as far as yep. we are agreeing I think with it's that. It's probably because we're all just <clears throat> hoping that he starts at 13 no, instead of Alex Newsom. Yeah, it's because he, he is more of an outside centre capable player hmm. but you know in case they want to shift him to win think, they can shift him i to think win. it's pretty easy to say in
1: the waratahs he's the person that we would most want to see getting the ball in the 13 jersey Where, okay.
0: wherever he is yeah. yeah. <laughs>
1: <laughs> excellent very good all right well that's your centers uh in jumping back around let's get to the let's get to the hookers nelson's domain
0: you okay? Yeah, I'm. Pursuing,
1: you're going to do it, but I'm going to do it. Um, <laughs> so uh, you, you're going to do the hookers. I'm going to do the hookers. Um, That's pretty easy. Man. Top top of the log here, Cody Taylor. Um, what um, a long way top of the log here. Um, he had, never heard of him. He had crusaders fantastic um he had 581 total points at the end of the season and that was more than 100 clear of the next player 180 clear sorry 180 (laughs) clear almost almost 200 clear of the next player um 48.4 average as we said earlier that's the same as that's the same as just some cool cats of richie moonga and caleb clark uh so yes your hooker equaling richie moonga and caleb clark uh, his points yeah, per I'm minute, zero point seven six points per minute. That is outrageous. Um, and look, I mean, things are only looking better for Cody Taylor. Andrew Macaleo, his number two, his deputy, is out injured all season, so they need him. As Harry uh, said at the start of this pod, All Black rest weeks out the window. And uh, look, by the end of that All Black season, as good as Cody Taylor is, it seemed like Dane Coles had picked him at the, um, for the starting hooker jersey uh in the all Blacks, so mm. you know cody's he's gonna be hungry as ever and uh he's just mm. gonna eat
0: up all of this game time and all of the fantasy points that are available needless so to that. say if you pick up cody taylor mm. there is an 11 point drop to the next hooker yeah that's crazy like that, that has to in itself make mm. him one of the first few round picks he, he, he has to be up there he's got to be a, when you a say first when you say sure. first few rounds do you mean like like round one round one round one yeah exactly he's a round one pick absolutely i think he's a top four player if you if you're going off you know his vault not or not a vault you know vbd value-based drafting Mm. he has to be one of the top couple yeah absolutely. there are more outside backs that you want Mm. but if you're going purely off statistics and what he's going to gain over other positions or equal people in his position he's right up there for sure um In terms of other good hookers,
1: I've already mentioned one of them, Dane Coles. Uh, Look, he wasn't the second most prop, but since I'm going through the KWE props, uh, average... Hookers? Hookers, yeah, good. (laughs) All right, well, yeah, I'm doing well. Uh, 36.1 average, 0.68 points per minute. Uh, As I just said, Grub Coles got back to the (laughs) AB's starting uh, position. And look, the only concern for him really which, you know, I think if he hadn't just got back to the dominance and starting for the All Blacks, would have been the rise of Asafa Amua, uh, his deputy who's quite clearly firming up as his bench slot. There'd been a lot of competition between the young Asafa Amua and Ricky Riccitelli, uh in the Hurricanes. Um, mm-hmm. I think we've all said, or mainly I've said, that I just wanted Asafa Amua to move to Auckland and start every week for the Blues, but... Um, Look, we can't all get what we want. So uh, yeah, I'm not as concerned now that I would have been if I guess Coles didn't feature as prominently in the test season. Does it uh,
0: worry you that Dane Coles has already alluded to the fact that this could be his last year of professional rugby. Because if that's the case, they really need a blood, a Saffa amua to get mm. more minutes. And look, look
1: I, I mean, personally, I've said it before as well. I'd play a safer amua at um, halfback, at uh, <laughs> flanker. I don't really care. Get him on the field. Look, but I, I think they'll need, yeah. I think they'll need, I know Artie's captain instead of Dane, but I think they'll need Coles's leadership. They'll really need him to be playing. On I, the
0: field. I made the call in, I think it was the New Zealand pod that I, I think we're going to see less minutes throughout the year. I think we're going to Mm. see a little bit of a, you know, creepy transition out of that spot, which did take time, Mm. but he's now 34. Mm. So I'm not saying we don't see him. I'm not saying he's not going to start regularly, but I think we're going to see less and less minutes of him this year. Yep. So for me, top picks is, it's a tough one.
1: Fair play. The guy who I should have gone to second flower for Inga. We talked about him having a little bit of a, are we talking about him? No, we haven't talked about him yet. Not yet. You're about to. Good. Having a uh, little bit of a downhill trajectory in his season. You know, the uh, top try scorer, was it the season before? with some, Rugby. Like, yeah. A whole Super Rugby yep. 15 or something tries. Insane. Um, yeah, look, he... Second. second. top try scorer? No, I think he's first. Yeah. For laughing, he had oh, 402 no total points last year. 37.3 no average. No 0.65 points per minute. He still eats up <clears> uh, <throat> whether he's scoring tries or not. Um, he makes some awesome carries, lots of tackles, and he's playing huge minutes. Um, there certainly is some talent uh, in in the replacements of the Brumbies. We oh. really, we really like the youngsters, uh, Lonigan and uh, Billy oh, Pollard. Yeah. And look, I'm not the biggest fan, but you can't really go past Connell McInerney as well. His uh, replacement on the bench, who has done nothing but good stuff when he's come on. Um, I mean, we all want to see Lonigan on the bench instead of McInerney, to be frank. But um, now, Folau, look, he's, he has fallen out of favour. He was the starting Wallabies hooker um, by the end of this test season. That was BPA. So uh, he's been given some feedback by Dave Rennie and he will want to use this season, a, you know, a successful Brumbies team uh, winning Super Rugby AU. He'll want to use this season to really push forward those claims and get better this year. Uh, I think the Brumbies are going to see more rolling balls, So I think he'll be good. Other top players, Jordan Muliisi, the prince that was promised, sitting on the couch with us here. Very good. Uh, he's got more. I think he's got a bit more hair, but um, a little bit more. Look, he actually he ball? finally showed some promise. Showed some promise last season. Again. So um, is that a sign for you, Nils? I don't know. But um, <laughs> he had an average of thirty-five points, zero point six points per minute. He missed the first few, Jesus. that is pretty, that's
0: it's not bad. He's not a bad player.
1: He uh, he missed the first few rounds of the season. So I remember there was lots of, um, it was difficult whether or not to pick him up in the draft because, you know, we've been, all been there before. We They say he'll be back in round two and then he didn't turn up till about round four or five or something yeah. like that. So, but uh, look, he had a pretty uninterrupted and injury free season last year and that flowed on to, he became the uh, bench wallabies hooker. So had a really good year and yeah, um, I think he's going to get even better if he can remain injury-free this year and, and play a more prominent role in the Rebels. So um, he's certainly one of the top picks. And lastly, Tommy Horton. Um, Waratah's uh, absolutely like an agile uh, running hooker. Yeah. Um, I think he's certainly work-rate. Right. He gets around a lot lot of tackles, a lot of runs, uh, and we're excited to see what he can do. So Have you,
0: have you read today... Um, it was a bit of a discussion with him. Rennie was saying he really is looking for a mobile, not a traditional hooker for the Wallabies, mm. and that he's one of those guys that fill those roles. You know, wanting him to be Cole, Coles-like. Cole's he's the most Coles-like we have, us, for sure. Um, so, I mean, he's getting a sniff there. He Also, he spent some time with the Wallabies last year. Mm. Um, so he's had a bit of a sniff there. And mm. if, if this doesn't push him to, you know, take that next step, yeah. you know, it's going to be tough for him with, you know, a little bit of competition there as well.
1: Absolutely. And it's his second season in Super Rugby. He kind of, he he didn't, there was Damien Fitzpatrick retired after pre-COVID Super Rugby last year. He was kind of thrown into the fire. And um, look, I mean, 0.66 points per minute. That's that's Massive. huge. So I thought he was exceptional. I think he's hey, going to get even better this year. Our, our one
0: issue is Perecki. Dave, know, Dave Parecki, is have, back. It's yet to be seen. As it as is. It know. is yet to be seen. So it's actually came out in the trial. I think he had an injury. That's why he didn't play the the trial. Had a niggle. Yeah, mm-hmm. a so, neck injury. But so this is his his competition, back. Dave Parecki? Uh, so Simon I mean, again, it just it could be off the bench. It could be twenty minutes. Mm. You know, the more minutes Parecki plays as a you know a relatively experienced player, not at Super Rugby but overseas. Yeah, it could it could hurt him. Just keep that in mind.
1: For sure. Yep. Biggest value increase. Uh, now, look, I don't necessarily agree with um, Harry here, but Harry is super excited about and just figuring out where he can plot and pick him in the draft because he doesn't think anyone else will. Kurt Eklund, the uh, Blues hooker who uh, was on a kind of extended squad sort of contract last year. Not even really much, but he has been moved up to full squad member and handed the starting role with uh, Chuba Parsons, James Parsons, retiring. Um Harry, why are you so excited about Kurt Eklund? Because
0: he's a gun. He's very good. He's, he's 28 years old, so he's, he's more mature than a lot of the emerging hookers. Mm. Uh, like you said, Chipper's gone. You, you prefer a mature hooker, don't you? I do. I, do. Uh, I know what they're doing. I, honestly, I, I think there's a lot of parallels to how he plays and how Tommy Horton plays, except for the fact that he has a lot of history behind him in terms of level uh, play at the minor 10 Cup and, and just footy in general because of his age. Mm. And he gets to play all the Aussie teams in the back half of the competition for the Blues <laughs> who are going to be looking to run amok. So I, I think that he's going to be a top five hooker call it here now. Yeah, it's fair. like fourth or fifth. I, like, I think five. he's quite
1: good. So if you don't get Cody Taylor, you're going straight for Kurt Eklund. Is that, yeah, that's the point?
0: He's right up
1: there. He really Ooh. is. I don't know if he's second, but he's right up there. Probably should look at his points per minute or anything like that. But um, value, other value increase, Nathan Harris. So uh, former All Black hooker. He's come back from some injuries and uh, with Siegfried Fissihoi. Definitely not how you say his name. Yeah, but, is it? Okay,
0: well, good. Um, he, with him, <laughs> uh, wait, wait. Or, Come on, t- mate. Aho. Take Takiaho, yeah. That's You're thinking of the wrong player. Yeah. So you did say the name really wrong. Well,
1: <laughs> I stepped it up at a level. You're wrong person. You're thinking of uh, props, yeah? Yeah, Takiaho is out injured for the whole season. So Nathan Harris coming back, couldn't be at a better time. And uh, look, he's played a leadership role. He's been the Chiefs for many years. Uh, his value is certainly rising because he's going to play all the minutes.
0: Mm-hmm. Um, look, there is Bradley Slater around, but I mean, Nathan Harris... He's, I was going to say, I, I don't think you can count Bradley Slater out. That's the one question mark, is that Bradley Slater was pushing Takiaho for game time last year, and all of us thought Takiaho was going to hold that jersey for 80 minutes every round. I think they have big, big hopes for Bradley Slater. Yeah, I don't. Uh, I Harris think he'll play 10 or 15 minutes a game, but you're I, sure I think wrong. he could start to take some minutes up. If, if you look at Harris over previous years, he was always – High well, he 20, 28, 29. Yeah, he wasn't
1: great, but... Um,
0: I mean, that's not bad. You're pushing close to 30. it It's got you about <clears> sixth, <throat> sixth last year. Sixth yeah. prop, was yeah. it? Yeah. yeah.
1: Excellent. Uh, biggest hooker. V- hooker. <laughs> biggest value drop. Uh, Brandon Payengara-Mosa, BPA. Yeah. Uh, yeah. He uh, is the starting Wallabies hooker with the biggest value drop. How does that happen? That, um, no, that's with the return of a now fit Alex Murphy, um, who uh, previously the Reds was... I mean they have been sharing time back and forth, but there's a season where he was starting and absolutely killing it. Yeah. He
0: was the starter. 2018 BPA was a starter. I keep coming back to the fact that Alex Murphy's the fastest forward in the squad. <laughs> and I, I I mean I thought it was simple. He goes year by year, they swap who's the starter this year. It's Murphy's <laughs> turn. <laughs> that's right. It's not complicated. Yeah. <laughs> that's right. Simple formula. Um,
1: so no, that's uh yeah. E- either way, they're gonna share a lot more game time, a lot more competition. So for BPA, I think we can. I think we're we're happy to certainly say he's going to play a lot bit less game time this year, um, which sees his value go down. The Volp um, difference between first and eighth. Well, it's, it's uh, Cody Taylor with forty eight points. <laughs> he's got it this time. We're proud of you. Thank you. Thanks, boys. 48.4 and 29.5. Uh, I forget who comes in at 29.5, but um, did you get Kurt Eklund's points per minute up or not? You know, I thought you were... Yeah,
0: I did. They were very good, but everyone's is very good. He's just 0.57. Okay. So I, I, I don't know how you compare that because, look, let, let's say the closest would be like a Jordan Ulysses at 0.6. That, that, as, as someone that's playing big minutes. So yep. not quite as high, but Jordan Ulysses was the, the fourth ranked overall hooker. So... Again, I said he's top five. Let's call him fifth. Okay, very good. Uh, so the vault, sorry, he was 18.9. So uh, it's... You know, it's That's big eight, mate. But we did say 11 of those points was Cody Taylor to the next. True, yeah, true. So basically, is, take Cody Taylor. It is Cody Taylor. Ooh, and then... Seven points in the next <laughs> seven positions. Yeah. yeah. So after Cody Taylor, that's don't huge. sweat it. That's what it is. Yeah. After, if you don't get Cody Taylor... Just you don't need a rush on. Don't sweat up. it, but just don't let Harry get Kurt Eklund, Uh Except <laughs> I, don't, I don't
1: want Kurt Eklund, but just Nelson. Don't let him get it. Yeah, okay. Excellent. I'll and lastly, uh, Smokey's, Well, I just, Alex Murphy. I just talked about him. I think um, he's ripe to uh, get get stuck in and, and have a really good season. So he was scoring really well in 2019 uh, when he was starting a lot. So um, pretty well. We'll see how he goes.
0: Guys, due to how long we've dragged on our Draft Rugby podcast, this is the end of Part 1. We will have the other positions in Part 2 coming out within the next 24 hours, so make sure you keep an eye out for it. And we look forward to giving you the goss on every other position. So see you soon. Bye. And it's Junior Palleluia Ganga who gets in for the try.